from Hamster Wheel Publishing. This is Freewheeling. The show that answers your questions about veterinary business and leadership. With me, Dr. Dave Nichol. Hey, and welcome to today's episode of Freewheeling. I'm Dr. Dave Nichol, and this is the show where you ask business questions and I give you answers that can help you grow your veterinary practice. So today's question is a brilliant one. It comes from Michelle. Thank you, Michelle, for sending your, your question in on the Facebook page. Michelle asks, what do you do as a practice manager if you're hiring new graduates and your owner has made a, a commitment to mentor them and that commitment isn't being met? Now, that's a great question, and I'm willing to bet that is, a, that is a question that a lot of you would be interested in hearing the answer to, or a lot of you have experienced the frustration, even actually if you are a, an owner yourself who's made that commitment with the best of intentions, but are now struggling to deliver on what you actually said you were going to deliver in the interview, right? So we all set out with great intentions, and then what happens at the end of the day is uh, clinical stuff gets in the way of all the administrative or the business stuff, the stuff that we perceive to be less uh, less immediate, less requiring of our intention, is less urgent, okay? So there's always that grid, you know the grid I'm talking about, like the important urgent grid, where you've got like, uh, you've got important and you've got urgent, And then at the bottom of there, you've got not important and not urgent. Okay, well, what tends to happen is the urgent takes over. The urgent gets their attention. And so that's the clinical case because it seems quite important as well. The problem with not working on the important is that people get annoyed. That's generally a strategic uh, activity. It's, It's quite often activities that help us grow as individuals. So it's really important that we're working on those things as well. So here's the, here's how we combat that. Here's the antidote to that. First thing, We have to work out and have a clear and honest conversation with the people involved in the recruitment process and the people who are going to be then managing or delivering any training that we promise that we are all aligned and we have a plan in place to make sure that happens. So that means when we're planning a recruitment, we're asking ourselves several questions. One of them is, like, why are we recruiting in the first place? Another is, who is that person we're going to recruit? What do they look like? And what skills do they have? What are we expecting them to do? The next thing we ask What exactly is this job all about? Have we got clearly defined behavioral standards and objectives? So things we expect these individuals to do in the job. And then finally, uh, we want to ask, what are we giving them? What are we making sure we're attracting people with that they just can't say no to? Like what's different about our practice that's going to make a person want to come and work with us rather than a practice down the road? And for a lot of graduates, that is support, be that clinical support, emotional support, and that comes in the form of mentoring, okay? So if, we, if you make that promise and then you don't deliver on it, then you're on the fast track to not having a graduate working for you for very long. So that's kind of what you got to do in the prep phase. Part two of that is then, okay, we've made a promise. How do we now go about actually delivering on that promise? What things, like how can we carve out the time and, and what have we got to do? Well, uh, I think the most important thing, because we absolutely know that clinical work trumps everything else, okay? But that's a mindset pattern, okay? We have to get into our brains if we're going to engage the next generation that training and development is every bit, if not more important than the actual acts of doing work, okay? And so 
I think the most important thing we have to do is diarize. Okay, so get these appointments actually in the diary. Um, once appointments are scheduled in a diary, then you ring fence them in the same way you'd ring fence time in the, the operating theater. Now, I know that's going to cost you money potentially because emergencies and whatnot are going to walk in through the door. But if you want to get away from the position of being on the, 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 the revolving door where a graduate comes and stays for 12 months and leaves, this is that issue. This is the thing that's right at the core of what you have to deal with. And if you're not dealing with it, then you're going to be stuck on your hamster wheel. Okay, so we need to put a bit more emphasis on what's important rather than just what's urgent. Okay, and actually this all ties into a greater leadership lesson, and that is letting go. Okay, because when you spend time mentoring somebody, you help that little person in that little plant pot to grow a little bit bigger and to build up their skill set. And what that does is that empowers them. It makes them feel motivated. It makes them feel loved and, and like they've got a place in the practice. They're significant. Okay, so then they take on more skills. That can take some of the workload off of you as your workload starts to decrease and by the way it starts going up when you first start mentoring because you have to build those skills and you're doing your job plus their job because you're mentoring them but once you get over that hump their skill level starts increasing your commitment to that process starts decreasing certainly your time commitment anyways okay and so then that 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 allows them to take on more stuff that's the magic time machine that gets you off the hamster wheel and so now you can look to other people you can be working in this way with or if you're the surgeon and you're a flat chat and you have no time or space in your, in your diary, who else could be a great mentor in your practice? Um, because like most of us in veterinary medicine don't just like teaching, we freaking love teaching. We're great teachers. We've been in education for so much of our adult lives. We are like almost natural teachers. Like I know very few vets that don't make good teachers. And so there's probably someone in your practice that would love this opportunity. And so if you're just the surgeon and you wanna cut and cut all day long, then fine, go stand in your operating theater and do that. But if you're making a commitment, and this doesn't just apply to new graduates, if you make a commitment to give someone a piece of your day, a piece of your brain, whether that's every day or every week or twice a month or on a monthly basis, you have to stick to that commitment or you break a psychological contract, okay? It's not on a bit of paper, it's not a bit of paper you guys have signed necessarily, but the psychological contract is far, far more important because it's all about trust. Once you start breaking that, that commitment, trust starts to break down, people don't feel like they're getting growth, people don't feel like they're getting support, then you kind of have a problem because they're going to look to someplace else that has got their, their across this and they are able to deliver on their promise. Okay. So that's what I got to say on this. I will add one last thing, and Michelle, your question couldn't be better timed, because right now um, we have, and I am running a VetEx mentoring uh, program in the Europe, in the UK. We have some North American graduates in there at the minute as well, and we're launching in Australia as we speak. So we're taking applications for the VetEx mentoring and learning community, and I've set that up purely because I know that you struggle with this as practice managers, as practice owners. I know that it's hard to make ends meet. Like I know that there are financial obligations on you and so there's pressures and you feel like you've got to be making money, making money, busy, 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 busy. Okay, so I know some of you are never going to maneuver that time to get off the hamster wheel or you just don't have that mentoring capability. So what I did was decide, okay, that's something can be outsourced. I don't think you can outsource your performance management. I don't think you can outsource your standards of care to get written by somebody else. 
but you can outsource a lot of the the lessons and the principle-based learning that comes from uh, that, that you, you 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 get it when you go on continuing education courses, right? Uh, so how to behave as a veterinarian professionally, how to communicate with clients in the exam room, how to uh, talk to clients about money and persuade clients to, to follow your advice and recommendations, how to deal with imposter syndrome, uh, how to do end-of-life care visits effectively, how to talk about dentistry effectively. These are all conversations recent graduates need nurturing in, and that's what we do with Vetex. Um, and then also we have a big Facebook community and then we've got live hot seat mentoring sessions where they get on like four of them every month, get on a one-on-one -on -one call with me and we unpack it in front of everybody else in the community so everybody can learn. And it's all principle-based learning that works in whatever practice you're in, whether it's a small animal or large animal or equine or wherever you are. That's what the Vetex leadership mentoring uh, community is all about support growth and connection so my number one advice to you is do it yourself if you can do it yourself okay um give them that time give them that attention and watch your little saplings grow into a bigger pot then move them in a bigger pot and watch them grow into a, a small plant and you'll keep doing that and watch your people grow but if you struggle with that time commitment if you cannot afford to hire somebody to come in and and take that workload away from you and that's a big financial commitment then have a look at VetX. If you're interested, it's drdavenickel.com forward slash VetX. That's D-R-D-A-V-E-N-I-C-O-L.com forward slash VetX. Uh, and we all have classes running North America, Europe, and in Australia. So we'll have all the time zones in the world covered. If you're interested, ping me an email. Love to hear from you. Otherwise, give them some time, give them some love. That's it from me on Freewheeling this week. I hope you have a great week. If you do have further questions, uh, then please hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, let me know if you're enjoying the show. And otherwise, have an awesome week. Be well, be safe, be happy. Dave out. Thank you for listening to that episode of Freewheeling. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave me a rating or review on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. Now, if you want to have your question answered, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. It's at Dr. Dave Nicol. That's D-R-D-A-V-E-N-I-C-O-L. I'll see you in the next episode.